part ten of the medicine men of the apache by john gregory bork this librivox recording is in the public domain part ten the medicine hat the medicine hat of the old and blind apache medicine man natadotash was an antique affair of buckskin much begrimed with soot and soiled by long use nevertheless it gave life and strength to him who wore it enabled the owner to peer into the future to tell who had stolen ponies from other people to foresee the approach of an enemy and to aid in the cure of the sick this was its owner's own statement in conversation with me but it would seem that the power residing in the helmet or hat was not very permanent because when the old man discovered from his wife that i had made a rude drawing of it he became extremely excited and said that such a delineation would destroy all the life of the hat his fears were allayed by presents of money and tobacco as well as by some cakes and other food as a measure of precaution he insisted upon sprinkling pinches of hodenton over myself the hat and the drawing of it at the same time muttering various half-articulate prayers he returned a month afterwards and demanded the sum of thirty dollars for damage done to the hat by the drawing since which time it has ceased to work when needed this same old man gave me an explanation of all the symbolism depicted upon the hat and a great deal of valuable information in regard to the profession of medicine men their specialization the prayers they recited etc the material of the hat as already stated was buckskin how that was obtained i cannot assert positively but from an incident occurring under my personal observation in the sierra madre in mexico in eighteen eighty three where our indian scouts and the medicine men with them surrounded a nearly grown fawn and tried to capture it alive as well as from other circumstances too long to be here inserted i am of the opinion that the buckskin to be used for sacred purposes among the apache must whenever possible be that of a strangled animal as is the case according to dr matthews among the navajo the body of natadotash's cap was unpainted but the figures upon it were in two colors a brownish yellow and an earthy blue resembling a dirty prussian blue the ornamentation was of the downy feathers and black-tipped plumes of the eagle pieces of abalone shell and chalchichuitl and a snake's rattle on the apex natadotash explained that the characters on the medicine hat meant a clouds b rainbow c hail e morning star f the god of wind with his lungs g the black can h great stars or suns can is the name given to their principal gods the appearance of the khan himself and of the tail of the hat suggests the centipede an important animal god of the apache the old man said that the figures represented the powers to which he appealed for aid in his medicine and the khan upon whom he called for help there were other doctors with other medicines but he used none but those of which he was going to speak to me when an apache or other medicine man is in full regalia he ceases to be a man but becomes or tries to make his followers believe that he has become the power he represents 
i once heard this asserted in a very striking way while i was with a party of apache young men who had led me to one of the sacred caves of their people in which we came across a great quantity of ritualistic paraphernalia of all sorts we used to stand down here they said and look up to the top of the mountain and see the khan come down this is precisely what the people living farther to the south told the early spanish missionaries the mexicans were wont to cry out here come our gods upon seeing their priests masked and disguised and especially when they had donned the skins of the women offered up in sacrifice the headdresses worn by the gods of the american indians and the priests or medicine men who served them were persistently called mitres by the early spanish writers thus quetzalcoatl wore on la cabeza una mitra de papel puntiaguda when father felician lopez went to preach to the indians of florida in sixteen ninety seven among other matters of record is one to the effect that the chief medicine man called himself bishop possibly this title was assumed because the medicine men wore mitres duran goes further than his fellows in the headdress used at the spirit dances he recognizes the tiara he says that the mexican priests at the feast of texacatapoca wore on las cabezas tiaras hechas de barillas the ghost dance headdress illustrated in this paper is known to the chiricahua apache as the ichte a contraction from shasawatwiti according to ramon the old medicine man from whom i obtained it he explained all the symbolism connected with it the round piece of tin in the centre is the sun the irregular arch underneath it is the rainbow stars and lightning are depicted on the side slats and under them the parallelograms with serrated edges are clouds the pendant green sticks are raindrops there are snakes and snake heads on both horizontal and vertical slats the heads in the former case being representative of hail there are feathers of the eagle to conciliate that powerful bird turkey feathers to appeal to the mountain spirits and white gull feathers for the spirits of the water there are also small pieces of nacreous shells and one or two fragments of the duclige or chalcicuitl without which no medicine man would feel competent to discharge his functions the spirit dance itself is called chahala i have seen this dance a number of times but will confine my description to one seen at fort marion st augustine florida in eighteen eighty seven when the chiricahua apache were confined there as prisoners although the accompanying figure represents a ghost dance headdress seen among the apache in the winter of eighteen eighty five a great many of the band had been suffering from sickness of one kind or another and twenty-three of the children had died as a consequence the medicine men were having the chahala which is entered into only upon the most solemn occasions such as the setting out of a war party the appearance of an epidemic or something else of like portent on the terraplane of the northwest bastion ramon the old medicine man was violently beating upon a drum which as usual had been improvised of a soaped rag drawn tightly over the mouth of an iron kettle holding a little water 
although acting as master of ceremonies ramon was not painted or decorated in any way three other medicine men were having the finishing touches put on their bodily decoration they had an undercoating of greenish brown and on each arm a yellow snake the head toward the shoulder blade the snake on the arm of one of the party was double-headed or rather had a head at each extremity each had insignia in yellow on back and breast but no two were exactly alike one had on his breast a yellow bear four inches long by three inches high and on his back a con of the same color and dimensions a second had the same pattern of bear on his breast but a zigzag for lightning on his back the third had the zigzag on both back and breast all wore kilts and moccasins while the painting was going on ramon thumped and sang with vigor to ensure the medicinal potency of the pigments and the designs to which they were applied each held one in each hand two wands or swords of lath-like proportions ornamented with snake lightning in blue the medicine men emitted a peculiar whistling noise and bent slowly to the right then to the left then frontward then backward until the head in each case was level with the waist quickly they spun round in full circle on the left foot back again in a reverse circle to the right then they charged around the little group of tents in that bastion making cuts and thrusts with their wands to drive the maleficent spirits away it recalled to my mind the old myths of the angel with a flaming sword guarding the entrance to eden or of saint michael chasing the discomfited lucifer down into the depths of hell these preliminaries occupied a few moments only at the end of that time the medicine men advanced to where a squaw was holding up to them a little baby sick in its cradle the mother remained kneeling while the medicine men frantically struck at upon around and over the cradle with their wooden weapons the baby was held so as successively to occupy each of the cardinal points and face each point directly opposite first on the east side facing the west then the north side facing the south then the west side facing the east and then the south side facing the north and back to the original position while at each position each of the medicine men in succession after making all the passes and gestures described seized the cradle in his hands pressed it to his breast and afterwards lifted it up to the sky next to the earth and lastly to the four cardinal points all the time prancing whistling and snorting the mother and her squaw friends adding to the dismal den by piercing shrieks and ululations that ended the ceremonies for the night so far as the baby personally was concerned but the medicine men retired down to the parade and resumed their saltation swinging bending and spinning with such violence that they resembled in a faint way perhaps the dervishes of the east the understanding was that the dance had to be kept up as long as there was any fuel unconsumed of the large pile provided any other course would entail bad luck it was continued for four nights the colors and the symbols upon the bodies varying from night to night among the modes of exorcism enumerated by burton we find cutting the air with swords picard speaks of the flesh ou les baguettes dont 
les arabes idolatres se servient pour devenir par la sorte he says that the divineur tenois à la moine these arrows which certainly suggest the swords or wands of the apache medicine men in the spirit dance there were four medicine men three of whom were dancing and in conference with the spirits and the fourth of whom was general superintendent of the whole dance and the authority to whom the first three reported the result of their interviews with the ghostly powers the mask and headdress of the first of the dancers who seemed to be the leading one was so elaborate that in the hurry and meagre light supplied by the flickering fires it could not be portrayed it was very much like that of number three but so fully covered with the plumage of the eagle hawk and apparently the owl that it was difficult to assert this positively each of these medicine men had pieces of red flannel tied to his elbows and a stick about four feet long in each hand number one's mask was spotted black and white and shaped in front like the snout of a mountain lion his back was painted with large arrow-heads in brown and white which recalled the protecting arrows tightly bound to the backs of zuni fetishes number two had on his back a figure in white ending between the shoulders in a cross number three's back was simply whitened with clay all these headdresses were made of slats of the spanish bayonet unpainted excepting that on number two was a figure in black which could not be made out and that the horizontal cross pieces on number three were painted blue the dominoes or masks were of blackened buckskin for the two fastened around the neck by garters or sashes the neck piece of number three was painted red the eyes seemed to be glass knobs or brass buttons these three dancers were naked to the waist and wore beautiful kilts of fringed buckskin bound on with sashes and moccasins reaching to the knees in this guise they jumped into the centre of the great circle of spectators and singers and began running about the fire shrieking and muttering encouraged by the shouts and the singing and by the drumming and incantation of the chorus which now swelled forth at full lung power the spirit or ghost dance headdress as the volume of music swelled and the cries of the onlookers became fiercer the dancers were encouraged to the enthusiasm of frenzy they darted about the circle going through the motions of looking for an enemy all the while muttering mumbling and singing jumping swaying and whirling like the dancing dervishes of arabia their actions at times bore a very considerable resemblance to the movements of the zuni shalako at the feast of fire Clasidou told me that the orchestra was singing to the four willow branches planted near them this would indicate a vestige of tree worship such as is to be noticed also at the sun dance of the sioux at intervals the three dancers would dart out of the ring and disappear in the darkness to consult with the spirits or with other medicine men seated a considerable distance from the throng three several times they appeared and disappeared always dancing running and whirling about with increased energy 
having attained the degree of mental or spiritual exaltation necessary for communion with the spirits they took their departure and kept away for at least half an hour the orchestra during their absence rendering a mournful refrain monotonous as a funeral dirge my patience became exhausted and i turned to go to my quarters a thrill of excited expectancy ran through the throng of indians and i saw that they were looking anxiously at the returning medicine men all the orchestra now stood up their leader the principal medicine man slightly in advance holding a branch of cedar in his left hand the first advanced and bending low his head murmured some words of unknown import with which the chief seemed to be greatly pleased then the chief taking his stand in front of the orchestra on the east side of the grove or cluster of trees awaited the final ceremony which was as follows the three dancers in file and in proper order advanced and receded three times then they embraced the chief in such a manner that the sticks or wands held in their hands came behind his neck after which they mumbled and muttered a jumble of sounds which i cannot reproduce but which sounded for all the world like the chant of the hooter at the zuni feast of fire they then pranced or danced through the grove three times this was repeated for each point of the compass the chief medicine man with the orchestra taking a position successively on the east south west and north and the three dancers advancing receding and embracing as at first this terminated the medicine ceremonies of the evening the glad shouts of the apache testifying that the incantations of their spiritual leaders or their necromancy whichever it was promised a successful campaign these dancers were i believe dressed up to represent their gods or can but not content with representing them aspired to be mistaken for them amulets and talismans the zidaltai the apache both men and women wear amulets called zidaltai made of lightning riven wood generally pine or cedar or fir from the mountain tops which are highly valued and are not to be sold these are shaved very thin and rudely cut in the semblance of the human form they are in fact the duplicates on a small scale of the rhombus already described like the rhombus they are decorated with incised lines representing the lightning very often these are to be found attached to the necks of children or to their cradles generally these amulets are of small size below will be found figures of those which i was permitted to examine and depict in their actual size they are all unpainted the amulet represented was obtained from a chiricahua apache captive Tegul, an apache of the Yakatana clan consented to exhibit a can or god which he carried about his person he said i could have it for three ponies it was made of a flat piece of lath unpainted of the size here given having drawn upon it this figure in yellow with a narrow black band excepting the three snake heads a b and c which were black with white eyes a was a yellow line and c a black line flat pearl buttons were fastened at m and k respectively and small eagle-down feathers at k on each side of the idol 
the rear of the tablet amulet or idol as one may be pleased to call it was almost an exact reproduction of the front the owner of this inestimable treasure assured me that he prayed to it at all times when in trouble that he could learn from it where his ponies were when stolen and which was the right direction to travel when lost and that when drought had parched his crops this would never fail to bring rain in abundance to revive and strengthen them the symbolism is the rain cloud and the serpent lightning the rainbow raindrops and the cross of the four winds these small amulets are also to be found enclosed in the phylacteries which the medicine men wear suspended from their necks or waists sir walter scott who was a very good witness in all that related to prehistoric customs and survivals among the celtic scots may be introduced at this point a heap of withered boughs was piled of juniper and rowan wild mingled with shivers from the oak rent by the lightning's recent stroke End of part ten